0: Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Long Island Railroad commuters continue to go hungry at the LIRR's two Manhattan terminals as only one eatery is open at the Railroad's Penn Station concourse and none are open at Grand Central Madison. As reported on Newsday.com this morning, more than four years after all of the businesses in the Long Island Railroad's Penn Concourse closed. Some eateries are set to open in January, and more should come by the spring, retail property owner Vernado Realty Trust said. The Metropolitan Transportation Authority expects to put out a contract next year for a firm to operate Grand Central Madison's retail space and to open a cafe bar in 2024. Until then, the only options are several snack and beverage kiosks. As quoted in Newsday, At Penn Station, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and once we have a few open, it won't be quite so bad, said Gerard Brinkman, chairman of the LIRR Commuter Council and a non-voting member of the MTA board. Grand Central is more of a concern, he said, because I'm not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not seeing the signs that say coming soon or see you in January, and we really need that. Although the pantry remains largely bare on Penn's lower level, where the LIRR operates, there are plentiful dining options on the upper level. Similarly, the dining course at Grand Central Terminal is loaded with foodie favorites. However, up top, not so much. The presence of the Israel-Hamas war is being felt on Long Island college campuses, but unlike some colleges elsewhere, Much of the tension remains under the surface, say students and faculty. Craig Schneider reports on Newsday.com that students and faculty say they are struggling with how to discuss the war, with some saying they fear reprisals. The situation is more muted at Long Island colleges that have high percentages of commuter students. Historically, they often have family and job obligations that keep them from engaging in some campus activities, college officials said. Numerous students said they were afraid to identify themselves and their views, fearing reprisals. Students said they've avoided the topic because they didn't know much of the history and didn't want to cause offense. Several said they see little discussion on campus and in their classes on the war. More than a dozen SUNY campuses have held protests, vigils, and similar gatherings since the war began. Suny Chancellor John King issued a statement directly after the Hamas attack, condemning it, and sent a recent message to campus presidents, I want to reiterate that there is no place at Suny for hatred, for anti-Semitism, or any bias. Under a crisp and clear autumn sky, Sag Harbor Village held its annual Veterans Day observance Saturday morning, beginning with a parade from the Civil War Monument at Maine and Madison Streets to the American Legion on Bay Street. Stephen J. Coach reports on 27East.com that a military color guard was followed by a contingent of veterans, members of the American Legion Auxiliary, and representatives of Sag Harbor Boy Scout Troop 455. At the Legion Hall, Hap- Willis, commander of Sag Harbor's Veterans of Foreign Wars Post-1982, welcomed the crowd. He took a moment to remind veterans who may be going through a personal crisis to reach out for help either by contacting members of Sag Harbor's Legion Post or by calling the crisis hotline at 988. New York state residents could face skyrocketing heating bills under the state's new green policies, which may not even have a significant impact on greenhouse gas emissions. A new study warns Carl Campanile in the New York Post reports that a review by the Empire Center for Public Policy, a fiscally conservative think tank, and Government Watchdog Group, based in Albany, New York, says the state's new rules will push homeowners to buy expensive electrified heat pumps while being forced to phase out their natural gas, oil, and propane systems. But even then, the new electrification policy could only have a negligible impact on greenhouse gas emissions while burning up homeowners' wallets. According to the analysis, in cold reality, the cost and challenge of compulsory home electrification in New York. Quote, New York's plan to steer homeowners and landlords toward electric heat could backfire due to high costs and practical concerns, the authors say. The costs of heat pump installation and building shell weatherization are high and will place a substantial economic burden on many homeowners, even with state and federal subsidies, says this empire policy analysis. Governor Hochul's office rebuts the findings. Under the status quo, New York consumers are stuck with dramatic fluctuations on utility bills and sky-high costs after extreme weather events, which is why the governor has invested $1.6 billion on affordability initiatives. For the second time in less than three years, a shoplifting team traveled a long distance before targeting the Balenciaga store in East Hampton Village on Newtown Lane, only to end up under arrest, charged with grand larceny, according to police. T.E. McMorrow reports on 27East.com that Odiel Dogel Rodriguez Guzman, 30, of Flushing, Queens, had previously hit the store twice, according to East Hampton Village Police, first on July 1st, then on September 17th, shoplifting handbags on both occasions. Police said he returned on Friday afternoon, accompanied by Liliana Varela Garcia, 41, of Corona, Queens, who they said had teamed with Rodriguez Guzman, During at least one of the prior shoplifting incidents, Balenciaga handbags and purses can sell for $10,000 or more. Store employees, familiar with the duo's appearance thanks to in-house surveillance video from the prior incidents, quietly called 911 while the pair was walking through the store. It is not the first brush with the law for either defendant, according to statements made in East Hampton Town Justice Court during their virtual arraignments on Saturday morning. The number of students being homeschooled on Long Island has tripled since 2010, a rise that picked up during the pandemic. In spite of its high growth rates, the amount of homeschoolers remains a tiny fraction of the general student population, accounting for only about 1% of Nassau and Suffolk's public school student body. Parents often chose home education for myriad reasons, according to surveys and parents. Some find the academic quality and overall environment in institutional schools unsatisfying while some want to provide religious or moral instruction that reflects their values. Others are concerned about safety from violence, including bullying. Southampton village officials tabled a proposal to extend term lengths for board members, a measure that faced pushback from residents during a public hearing last week. Board members voted 5-0 to zero at Thursday's Southampton Village meeting to table the resolution to extend terms for the mayor and trustees from two to four years. Joe Workmeister reports on Newsday.com that proponents of the change cited the cost savings of holding elections every two years instead of annually, while also arguing it provides more stability in local government by freeing officials from constant campaigning. Opponents said more frequent elections bring officials closer to the public and provides residents greater accountability over those they elect to represent them. If the board approves the measure, it could be brought to public vote via a permissive referendum, which would take place if 20 percent of Southampton Village's registered voters sign a petition within 30 days, according to recently appointed Village attorney Eileen Powers. Mark Co-chair of the Southampton Village Planning Commission said during the hearing a task force created to study the issue concluded frequent changes to the board with two-year terms was, quote, not good governance. A change to term lengths would not affect current board members. The 2023-24 adopted budget lists the 2024 election expenditure as $16,560, a 49.5% increase compared with the 2023 adopted figure. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.